Welcome to another episode of the podcast to be named later. This week is week three of our championship series round. We've got three more returning winners, and the winner of this game will be moving on to our World Series next week. We've got the winners of week seven, eight, and nine. That is Dan, Colin, and Jeremy. So we're just going to do a quick introduction the way we usually do. I'm going to ask you for your name, the team that you root for, and this week we're going to do your favorite MLB stadium that you have attended. Um, so we will start off with, uh, with Dan. Hello, everybody. My name is Dan from South Jersey. My favorite MLB team is the Philadelphia Phillies. And my favorite MLB stadium that I've attended is Citizens Bank Park, my home stadium. I've been there 17 times. <laughs> Very cool. And on to Colin. Hi, I'm Colin. Uh, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. Uh, but my favorite M- MLB stadium is definitely Oracle Park in San Francisco. No second place. Nice. Why is that? Beautiful, beautiful place to watch a ball game. Great town. Uh, and just all, all in all, an A-plus experience. Right on. And then on to Jeremy. All right. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I am from Chicago, Illinois. Run a little company called Brain Bass Trivia out here. I'm a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan living in Cub Country. Uh, and I have been to every single uh, active Major League stadium as well as a handful of uh, defunct stadiums. And uh, I'm going to have to disagree with Colin. Uh, Oracle Park is, in fact, second place. It is, uh, I think, a very close second. And I think that uh, after the top two, there's a little bit of a drop-off. But my number one is PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think it's a beautiful stadium. It's a great city. The fans are awesome. The food is great. The views are great. Uh, everybody should try and get to a game at PNC. Yeah, well, it's yeah, on my list. Okay, so you haven't been there yet. Okay. No, no. I, I have. I have. Yeah. I, yeah. I, call, I think it's the only one that ranks up there. And I've been all of them. Yeah. Uh, to me, Pittsburgh is the only one that ranks up there with San Francisco. And the funny thing is for the one game that I went to in Pittsburgh, it lasted five innings. So <laughs> Get yep. rained on, I assume? Yeah, rain shortened. But Cole Tucker hit his first big league home run to win the game. So. There you yeah. go. All right, yeah. well, there you go. And uh, my name is Andrew. I am a Yankees fan. And my favorite stadium was PNC. Uh, I've been to 18 different stadiums, and my 18th, which was this past September, was Coors Field, and I think that might be my favorite. Uh, mm. Just great views, really, you know, really fan-friendly, which going to Yankees games is a, a thing I'm not entirely used to. Um, and they have pregame <laughs> beer specials, which is pretty nice. It's a nice, it's a nice park, and Denver's a great city. So. Yeah, Denver's just an awesome city just to, just to hang yeah. around in. All right, so the way our game is going to work this week, as it does every week, I've got two rounds of 10 questions. Uh, Each question will be worth 10 points apiece unless I otherwise specify. In between those two rounds, we will do a hit and run round where you folks will go back and forth naming people or players that fit a certain category. And at the end of the game, we will do our extra innings round where you guys will wager any or all of the points that you have built up over the the course of a three-question series. Uh, Whoever racks up the most points at the end of the game will be our winner and we'll be moving on to the championship round next week. Are you folks ready to go? Yes, sir. Do it. Question number one. And this question, as well as several questions in the game and in the past few games, was brought to us by Jordan Petrie, who, again, you've been a a big help sending me questions, uh, make my job a little bit easier. I promise one of these days I'll get you on an episode. Question number one. And this one is for five points for each answer. I'm looking for two answers. What are the only two schools to have had multiple players get picked first overall in the MLB draft? Locked in. Right, I'm locked in. in. And so is Dan. So Jeremy, talk it out. I'm thinking that it's probably got to be either LSU, uh, Arizona State. I don't, th- I don't think any of the Florida schools. And I'm trying to think of USC, UCLA. I want to say Arizona State has at least a couple. Because uh, did uh, Bob Horner, who beat Ozzie Smith out for Rookie of the Year, I know was an Arizona State guy. And I'm pretty sure they've had one more recently than that. So Arizona State is one of my two. Uh, for the other one, I am going to go with – I'm going to go with UCLA. So I'm going to go with Arizona State and UCLA. 
All right, Jeremy going with UCLA and Arizona State. And Dan? I'm going to go with Arizona State and LSU. And going with Arizona State and LSU. And Colin? Uh, I'm going to stick with the Sun Devils, Arizona State and Stanford. All right, so all of you folks getting five points on that one. Arizona State is one of the answers. We've got our most recent number one pick, Spencer Torkelson, as well as Rick Monday, Floyd Bannister, and Bob Horner. The other school uh, with the alumni or alumnus of um, David Price and Dansby Swanson is Vanderbilt. Oh. Vanderbilt. Well, that was not on my radar. That was not new. <laughs> they've, been, they've been a powerhouse as of late. I believe they're the yeah, most recent college just, series winners. Yeah. Um, I was not Sonny Gray went there. He was a, t- he was a, a you know, top 15 ish pick. Yeah. They've had, they've had a lot of big MLB talent lately. I was, so five I was not for even, for all I was, ASU. yeah, not, not going to come close to that. All right. Moving on to question two. What rookie of the year winners first name is simply his father's name spelled backwards. Uh, locked I'm locked. Right, Colin is locked in. No, I'm locked in. I'm, so, is I'm Jeremy. so Dan, you can talk it yeah. out if you would like. All right. Well, I got to think here of the rookies of the year because like you got to think some of them have turned out to be incredibly good. Some of them have not been as good. But I got to think of a name that is so unorthodox that it's just somebody's father's name spelled backwards. That's definitely definitely interesting to say the least i it's not i'll tell you right now it's not wordna bailey's son andrew bailey <laughs> that would definitely be funny <laughs> but would also be very weird so hmm. so i mean it's just like because usually when you think of names you got to think of like okay so what's this name what's it like spelled backwards all right I am going to lock in, but the answer that you're going to hear is going to be a wild guess, and it's not going to be correct. <laughs> All right, I'm so just telling you right now. <laughs> All right, so let's hear your wild guess answer. Yeah, let's hear that. <laughs> I am going to say maybe no. Uh, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. You know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. I'm just, I, I Are you up. kidding me? Mike Trout's dad, Ekim? Ekim. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something out of like the Mediterranean or something. Ekim yeah. Trout. And uh, Colin, what do you got? Uh, I, I assume it's Nomar Garcia Parra, although I don't remember if he was a rookie of the year. And Jeremy? <sighs> yeah, Nomar uh, Ramon. I know that Nomar was uh, – I thought it was actually a friend of the family's name backwards, but I guess it must have been his dad's. And then I was also trying to remember if that's his middle name or his first name and, I don't know, rookie of the year. But he won rookie of the year, and I yep. know that Nomar's Ramon backwards. So. Yep, so Nomar's uh, father, Ramon, named him. It's, it, Nomar is technically his middle name, uh, but, I mean, he goes by Nomar. So, yeah, Nomar Garcia. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, Jeremy and Colin getting 10 points on that one. All right, moving on to question three. Rich Hill painfully lost a no-hitter, a shutout, and a game when what pirate homered off of him in the 10th inning of a game on August 23rd, 2017? Locked in. This is where Dan has a distinct edge over me. <laughs> and, how, and how would that be? I'm locked in. Uh, I was telling uh, Andrew before we started that when he asks questions that are like older questions, I'm like 100%, like, well, I'm like 90% on him. When he goes to the more recent stuff, uh, it just, you know, doesn't stick in my head the same way. 2012? Is that what? Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay. Yep. 2017, and you said Pittsburgh. All right. I did say Pittsburgh. So, uh, it has to be a Pittsburgh Pirate. I'm going to say Marte. I don't know. All right, Jeremy going with Starling Marte. And Dan? I'm going to go with Josh Harrison. And Colin? I also think it was Josh Harrison. It is Josh Harrison. And one, mm. of, the, one of the most painful uh, ways to lose a game I think you'll ever see. He, he lost a perfect game in the ninth when uh, Logan Forsyth booted a ground ball, but that actually probably made it a little bit better because if you lose a perfect game that way by g- giving up a walk-off home run, that's just soul-crushing. I was watching it. I was like, what manager leaves their pitcher in for the 10th inning when his pitch count was like maybe 110 or something? I mean, I, I get bad. it. I think but it was like low hundreds. It might have been that. But at the same time, it was the 10th inning. I was a bit skeptical of it at the time, and I guess that home run kind of proved it right there. Yep. All right, question four. What Hall of Famer holds the record for giving up the most home runs in a single season with 50? Locked in. 
locked in. So, Jeremy, talk it out. All right. You said most home runs given up uh, by a pitcher in a season with 50, and you said Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. All right. So I know Robin Roberts at one point held the record for most career home runs given up. He is a Hall of Famer. Um, Jamie Moyer broke that record. He is not a Hall of Famer. Uh, is there somebody besides, uh, I think Warren Spahn actually gave up a lot of home runs. Uh, Burt Blylevin is another Hall of Famer who gave up a lot of home runs. It's got to be somebody who pitched a lot of innings. Don Sutton's a possible. I like Burt Blylevin. I like Robin Roberts. I know Robin Roberts had the career record. I don't think he also had the single season record. Now I'm going to go with Blylevin. Jeremy going with Burt Blylevin and Dan. I'm going to go with Robin Roberts. And Colin. Same. My analysis is not as sophisticated as Jeremy's. I just I hear home runs and Hall of Famer, and I say Robin Roberts. It is Burp Lylevin. Oh. Yes. Yep. It's like I knew Roberts had the career record. I didn't think he had the single season record. 46 is his career high, so you're very close with that. All right, moving on to question five. Who gave up the home run – to Hank Aaron that set the, at the time, all-time record at 7.15 on April 8th, 1974. I will lock in run. with that. I'm going to lock in as a guess. And so, Colin, talk it out. Uh, I don't have the foggiest idea, and now I'm just trying to think of which mid-'70s pitcher would be the funniest name to say. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll lock in. All right, what are you locking in with, Colin? Uh, I'm going to say Doc Ellis. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is Doc Ellis Day it's today. A good, so. It's a good, good name. Yeah. Wait, did he throw us no hitter today? Is LSD yeah, one? Is that today? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the fiftieth uh, anniversary. Yeah, tip of the hat. It, it yeah. was nineteen seventy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So fiftieth anniversary <laughs> of the of the the LSD well, LSD no hitter. Very yes. nice. Uh, that's not the right answer, but you know it's good. Right Sadly, answer. not the right answer. <laughs> Dan, what do you have for an answer? I'm gonna say Don Sutton. And Jeremy. It is Al Downing. It is Don oh. Sutton. Teammate Al Downing. That's uh, yeah. The, the guys that give up those momentous home runs, they're like, you know, historic footnotes, right? You, you know, you know, Al Downing for that one thing. Right? Yeah. That's like the only reason people. Yep. All right. Moving on to question six. With what team did Tom Seaver finish his playing career in 1986? I will lock in. Locked in. Hmm. Well, I know Tom Seaver as a Met and a Red. I suspect that he did not finish his career with either, either of those teams. So uh, let's just say, let's posit a triumphal return to New York for Tom. Uh, and let's say that it was the Mets. Okay. And Dan? I'm going to say the Chicago White Sox. And Oh, you are so close. <laughs> so in 1985, I was the bat boy for a day for the Chicago White Sox oh. when both Tom Seaver and Carlton Fisk were on the White Sox. And Tom Seaver was on the White Sox in 86. But then he very briefly, his last major league, he changed his socks, and it's the Boston Red Sox in 1986. That is so, correct. He, uh, he very yeah. uh, mercifully had to watch his former Mets beat him in the World Series, although I don't believe he was on that uh, no, he wasn't playoff on the roster. roster. Yeah. He did not pitch in that, in, that, in that playoffs. But, yeah, he finished yeah. his career in 1986 with 16 halfway decent starts uh, with the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Moving on to question seven. And for this one, I'm looking for a number. Held by Johnny Kling and Walt Dropo, what is the record for most consecutive plate appearances with a hit? Locked in. Locked in. I have heard this record before. You said most consecutive plate appearances with a hit, not at-bats, right? Like, I know the record for at-bats – Without making it out, I'm just not sure if it was straight plate appearances. And I'm unsure of who holds it, but I know what the number is. I, I, I know... Honestly, I think it's the same. Um, okay. Yeah. So he may not have walked or – yeah, okay. Yeah. So I know the number is 12. Like, I okay. know the consecutive at-bats with a hit is 12. Okay. So I, I'm not sure who holds it, but, um, you know, there you go. Okay. Uh, and Dan, what do you have for an answer? I'm going to say 11. And Colin. Uh, this is not deliberate Price is Right strategy on my part. This is just me making a guess. Uh, I was going to say eight. <laughs> oh, eight. Okay. Yeah. It is 12. Yeah. Great job. 12. All right. Moving right on to question number eight. What first baseman 
who has played for most notably the Angels, Braves, and Rays, holds the all-time record for most consecutive errorless chances with 2,679. He set the record over the course of three seasons from 2008 to 2010. Most notably played for the Angels, Braves, and Rays, you said. Yep. And a couple of the teams in there, but uh, his m- most success was with those three teams. And those years, he wasn't on another team, right? Like you're, you're um, it okay. is not specified. Yeah, so those are two different okay. thoughts. He played, for just, he played for those three teams, most notably, and he also had this streak. Um, okay. I don't have it specified, so I'm just not going to give you any additional information and just okay. tell you How many chances those two things are unrelated. Yeah. Trying to think of, I hate not being able to come up with a plausible answer. And right now I can't come up with a plausible answer. Sorry, the years are 2008 to 2010. Is that right? 2008 to 2010 were the years that he set the record. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Like I had somebody in mind who like, I was like, okay, he played for the Angels, he played for the Braves. Oh, crap, he didn't play for the Rays. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like I'm trying to think of somebody who like played all three of those teams and i can't do it right now <laughs> I, I had another hint that i was considering putting in this question but it's the playoffs i'm, I'm, I'm not giving it to you yeah guys. that's fine um <laughs> I, think they, I think it might be too much of a hint also uh all right i'm gonna lock in with a wrong answer and, okay. and i don't i don't know yeah okay so jeremy's locked in uh any of you guys want to muster up a guess as well i mean not the thing is though i gotta think like I don't know if this guy currently plays or not. I mean, I'm just like, I got to – because, like, if I'm thinking if he currently plays, then, like, I, I, I'm i honestly at a loss because I think of – I'm going to lock in, as Jeremy said, with a wrong answer. Okay. So, Colin, yeah, if you have any thoughts in your head, talk them out. Nah, same. I'll, I'll lock in with a, with a wrong answer. Okay. What do you have, Colin? Troy Glouse. Okay. And, and Dan. And I'm going to go with Troy Glass as well. That's like, <laughs> and Jeremy. Well, I had, I had the, the, here are the thoughts that I had. Carlos Pena. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause I think he played for the Braves and the Rays, but I'm pretty positive. He didn't play for the angels. Certainly not notably. I don't think he was that great at defense. Uh, Adam LaRoche played for the Braves at first base, but I, I don't remember him playing for either the angels or the Rays. Uh, and then Troy Glass, but he was really more of a third base, but not a first base, but you said first base, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, third base, you know, and so like, I mean, he did move to first base at the end of his career. He obviously played for the angels. I think he actually might've played for the Braves. I went with LaRoche, but, um, I, it's can't be right. Okay. If I said he was at one point traded for Mark Teixeira, would that have helped? No, no. God, you would think. (laughs) No. Okay. It's I mean, I, yeah, Mark Teixeira was another guy I thought of, but I knew he never played for the Rays, and you certainly would have mentioned the Yankees or Rangers, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I knew he played for the Braves and Angels, but yeah, no. But yeah, the answer uh, is – Kochman? Case, the answer is Casey Kochman. Casey Kochman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Like, it just came to me at the last second when you st- <laughs> I was trying to think of who Teixeira was traded for. Yep. I'm like, Casey Kochman. Yes. If you'd have given me his initials, then I would have gotten it. Okay. If you had spotted me Casey, I would not have gotten it. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, is, that is the only way I would have gotten that is with his initials. <laughs> All right, Ooh. moving on to question nine, uh, a question that might be a little bit in Dan's wheelhouse and out of Jeremy's. Okay. In 2019, <laughs> Fine by me. Fine by me. In 2019, what Blue Jay became the first player born in the year 2000 to reach the majors? Locked in. Locked in. You got Vlad Jr., you got Biggio, you got Bichette. Those are the three big Blue Jay rookies. I don't think Vlad Jr. was a 2000 player. I'm going to go with Bichette. Okay. And Colin? I think it is Vlad Jr. And Dan? I'm going to go with the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis Luciano. That's Elvis Luciano. Very nice. Well done. He's not even that good. Yeah, he was a a Rule 5 guy who they needed to put him in the majors so they could keep him. Yeah. So a slight asterisk on that one. Yeah. Um, But still. I don't think he won. Yeah, he he didn't really do anything. Like, he pitched in a handful of innings. They stashed him in the bullpen and pitched him every couple days. He had a 530 ERA. Um, He'll probably be in the minors. He would have been in the minors probably this season and maybe next season if there was a season. Um, But, yeah, it was Elvis Luciano. Good job there. Yeah. All right, moving on to question 10, the last question of the first half. 
Uh, just continuing with a with a Blue Jays theme. In 1983, what Hall of Famer was arrested after a game in Toronto when he killed a seagull by throwing a warm-up toss at it in the fifth inning? Locked in. Locked in. Jeremy. Oh, Dana God. How many times have I heard this story and I can't think of the <laughs> freaking guy's name? Uh, ah, this is brutal. Um, you can talk it out if you want. The other two are locked in. I, yeah, I'm not sure that I can. Uh, th- that's why I started talking, but I don't have anything useful to say. Um, <laughs> sorry, what year was it? 1983. 1983, what Hall of Famer. Killed a seagull with a warm-up toss and got to see a Canadian who's gal. Uh, I'm locked in. Okay, what do you have? <laughs> um, Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton. And Dan? I'm going to go with Dave Winfield. And Jeremy? Yeah, it's not a pitcher. It is Dave Winfield. I think he was fined for it, too. Yes, he, he was, was fined. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was fined. Um, he ended up in an act of kind of good faith slash publicity repairment. He uh, he donated a couple paintings to some charity that raised like 70000 bucks. so that kind of put him in the good graces of Toronto. Yeah. And then he won them a yeah. World Series, which put him in even the better graces. Yeah. 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 Dave Winfield is the answer. And he was with the Yankees at the time, not with the Blue Jays. Yeah, but it was in Toronto. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dave Winfield, not a uh, a friend of the of the Avian. Uh, Neither is Randy Johnson. They're one two punch right there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And matter of fact, the last game I was on, you asked the Randy Johnson. That's question. true. Yeah, I asked you. Uh, <laughs> I, I told you who was at bat, and you yeah. name what happened yeah. when he was at bat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, something about birds. So, I just, so, I so next time, if if I make it to the World Series, you're gonna have a bird killing question. Yeah. I don't know uh, what other birds were killed during major league games. But. I think I might actually have I, I might have one I can think of. I'll see I'll see if it works as a trivia question. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's journey. Randy it's Randy Johnson and Dave Winfield. You kill two birds with one stone. No pun intended. <laughs> All right, so that is the end of the first half. So now we're going to move on to the hit and run round, which I know is uh, Jeremy's favorite part of the game. Absolutely. Oh no. But before we do the hit and run round, I'm going to give you a quick score update. Okay. With 25 points, we've got Colin. With 35 points, we've got Dan. And with 65 points, we've got Jeremy. So now we're going to move on to the hit and run round. And the way our hit and run round works is I have a list in front of me with 30 names on it. You folks are just going to go back and forth naming those names. If at any point you get a name wrong or you repeat a name, you'll be eliminated. And the other two contestants will will be able to continue doing the same. And then when the second contestant also gets one wrong or repeats one, then the last contestant will be able to just go by themselves, naming as many as they can. Uh, as I said, I have 30 names on here, so you each have the opportunity to get 10 each. Each will be worth two points apiece, so you each have the opportunity to gain 20 bonus points. Uh, we are going to go in the order of your placement. So we've got Jeremy, Dan, and Colin. And the hit and run round this week is going to be the 30 most recent managers to lose a World Series. So just to be clear, I'm looking for the 30 most recent different names to lose a World Series. So in this time frame, if managers have lost multiple World Series, they will only be listed once. Um, so I've got, again, 30 names that have all lost a World Series, the 30 most recent to do so. Jeremy, start us off. Uh, I will start us off with, well, let's go with Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny in 2013 is correct. On to Dan. I'm going to say A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch, the most recent this past season. Most recently fired. Most recently fired as well. <laughs> and well, I don't know. I think I think Cor- actually not the most recently fired. <laughs> the yeah, most I think, recently I think Cor- was hated. Fired after, but who cares? <laughs> the most recently hated manager. There you go. There you go. All right. So on to Colin. Uh, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey lost a couple. He lost in two thousand three and two thousand one. Back to Jeremy. Uh, let's go with Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa in nineteen. 19- 88 and in 2004 back to Dan I'm gonna say Dave Roberts Dave Roberts lost a couple back to Colin Joe Madden Joe Madden in 2008 you guys have got two each back to Jeremy for round three okay so we said uh Larissa Roberts Madden um Let's go with uh, Ned Yost. Ned Yost in 2014. Okay. Good job. On to Dan. I'm going to say Terry Francona. Terry Francona in 2016. On to Colin. 
I'm going to grab some low-hanging fruit and say Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox lost a few of them. 99 is one of them. Good job. Three each. Back to Jeremy for round four. Let's go with uh, Jim Leland. Jim Leland is on here somewhere. Where is he? He's in 2012 and Ti- also 2006. Back to Dan. Uh, yes, with the, with the Tigers, yeah. Yep. Back to Dan. All right. I am going to say Terry Collins. The first of two consecutive Terrys to lose a World Series in 2015. Back to Colin. Oh, my word. I had a name in my head, and then it just, it just completely fell out. Um, sorry, I, I, I need to get a CAT scan or something. Um, <laughs> was was uh, bedtime really that, uh, really that stressful? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my, my daughter has worn me out. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just annoyed with myself that I, I had a, a, a specific name, and now I don't have it. Um, and so I'm going to sort of flounder here for a second and say – Sparky Anderson. Well, I think it's got to be too long. Sparky Anderson not on the list. Oh, come on. I don't think he's one of the most recent 30. That's the problem. I thought, I thought he lost one with the Tigers in the 80s. Ah, that's too bad. Oh, so, yeah. Colin is out with three. So now back to Jeremy. Back to Jeremy. Um, all right. So we had the consecutive Terrys that lost. How about the consecutive Rons? Ron Washington was the first. Oh, shit, That was the And the ah. second of ah. the consecutive Rons. <laughs> that is true. Ron Washington in 2010 and 2011. Much to uh, Colin's chagrin. And much to my joy. Exactly. Back to Dan. 2011, great year. All right, this one pains me, but Charlie Manuel. <laughs> Charlie Manuel, too. I wanted to say New that. Just to... In 2009. <laughs> All right, you don't have to rub each. it in. <laughs> back, to, back to Jeremy. In Dusty, we trusty. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Very Bonds in and Giants. Yeah. Back to Dan. All right, I got to think here. We're, we're starting right. to run out of World Series that happened when you were born, so... Well, yeah, I, I have memory of, you know, I, <laughs> like, what's it called? I, I've watched clips from World I've watched entire games from World Series from years before I was born. So I, <laughs> I just have to think, okay, all right. Going to go with a bit of a crapshoot here, but Bud Black, 07 Rockies. Bud Black is not on the list. Oh. So Dan is out. So Jeremy, the floor is yours. Let's see how many you can rattle off. All right. So the Rockies manager who lost the World Series was Clint Hurdle. Oh. It, was, it was Clint Hurdle. All righty. And even though he won three with the Giants, Bruce Bochy was the manager of the Padres when they went. So I will say Bruce Bochy. In 1998 to the Yankees. That is correct. The master of disguise, Bobby Valentine with the Mets. Bobby Valentine in 2000 is on the list. Okay. So now we're going to go. We're back into the 90s. Trying to remember who the manager of the Indians was when they lost to the Braves in 95. Right now his name is escaping me. Prior to that, there was no World Series in 94. Uh, Cito Gaston and the Blue Jays won back-to-back. They beat Bobby Cox and the Braves in one of them. They beat, oh, your Phillies in the other. Jim Fergosi was the manager of that team, Jim Fergosi. Jim Fergosi in 93. Okay. Uh, um, uh, collectively, okay. we are at so 18, so there's 12 names left. Who managed the Giants in the 90s? Oh, um, Mike... Uh, Mike Hargrove. Mike Hargrove was the or the Indians manager, sorry, in the in ninety-five against the Braves. And in ninety seven, Mike Hargrove was on the list. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah, they <laughs> lost two. All right. Let's see. Uh so now I think if we we go back to ninety one, uh the twins beat the Braves. So that's Bobby Cox again. Nineteen ninety, the Reds beat the A's, so that's Tony LaRussa. Uh nineteen eighty nine, the A's beat the Giants, that's Roger Craig. Also a great running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He was double duty. Roger Craig on the list. Um, All right. So now, uh, oh, well, unfortunately, we have to go back to St. Louis in 1987. The white rat, Whitey Herzog. I was waiting for you to mention Whitey Herzog. He is on the list. You know, I'm trying to remember, like, his last 30, because La Russa and Cox and other people have lost multiple, it goes back further than 30 years, right? Yep. I'm trying to remember. Okay. So 1986, Dave Johnson and the Mets beat the Giant or the Red Sox. Sorry, geez, beat the Red Sox, and their manager was not Ralph Hoke. He had been fired. He was replaced by John McNamara. Yeah, John McNamara, Red Sox. 
John McNamara is on the list. Okay. Um, 1984, Sparky Anderson won with the Tigers. They beat Dick Williams and the Padres. So we'll go with Dick Williams. Dick Williams um, as well. 1983, crap. I do not know who managed the Phillies in 1983. But we go to 1982, Harvey's wall bangers, Harvey Kuhn from the Brewers. Harvey Kuhn, Keen. However you say it. Yeah, I'm not entirely, entirely sure how to pronounce the name. Yeah. Uh, but yes, um, Harvey Keen with his wall bangers is on the okay, list. Okay, so how many more do we have on the list? We've got – I got six. Okay, so six more. So I can't think of who the hell the manager of the Phillies was when they lost to Joe Altabelli and the uh, Orioles in 1983. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, like, I just don't know. So if we go back before uh, Harvey's Wallbangers in 1982, we have at least five more we can go back. So 1981, the Dodgers beat the Yankees, and I don't think it was Billy Martin. I think that was – okay, so I have to think about that one. Uh, 1980, the Phillies won their first World Series over the Royals, and Jim Fry was the manager. So let's go with Jim Fry. Jim Fry, you got five more names. Okay, so two of them I haven't thought of, which means I can go three more back and I'm safe. 1979, the We Are Family Pirates beat the Baltimore Orioles, and that was Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver's uh, on the list. Before Bobby Cox came along, he was the master of the ejection. Before that, you had the Yankees beat the Dodgers in back-to-back years, and we haven't said Tommy Lasorda, so he's got to be on the list as well. So Tommy Tommy Lasorda. All righty. We've got Uh, three more. Three more, which means, okay, so one of them is a Yankee. One of them is a Philly. The other one is also a Yankee, actually, because the big red machine beat the Yankees in 1976, which means Billy Martin has to be one of them. Uh, Billy Martin I don't is think not he on was... the list. Uh, so the, uh, the two, so that, that's, that's the end. Uh, we've got in, very 19, well in 1981, uh, the Yankees manager was Bob Lemon. Ah, forgot about him. In 1983, the Phillies manager was Paul Owens. Did I skip over somebody else then? In 2005, you guys forgot 2005, the manager of the Houston Astros. The year of my birth. The year of Garner. Yeah, I totally, I, you know what? I had scrap iron. Okay. So Billy Martin was the manager of the Yankees when they lost them. So he must have been the 31st. Billy Martin was 31st. Yep, that's correct. Okay. All right. It's like, ah, I'm safe. Billy Martin's got to be one of those two Yankees teams. <laughs> that is correct. So, uh, yeah, heck of a hit and run around there for Jeremy. He racked up 19 correct answers, so he'll be getting 38 points. Uh, Dan got five, so he'll be getting 10 points. And Colin got three, so he'll be getting six. You almost uh, – you, you, you completed it last week, didn't you? Or last, last time you were on, Jeremy, didn't, didn't you get – Oh, yeah, the 3,000. Yeah. Remember Lou yeah. Brock? Yes, I remember it took a long time for you to get Lou Brock. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, a little embarrassed about that, but, you know. <laughs> All right, so moving on to round two. And question one of round two is as follows. Who scored the winning run for the Arizona Diamondbacks in game seven of the 2001 World Series against the Yankees? He would go Bucker. on to manage for two seasons in the Yankees farm system. I'm locked in. Colin is locked in. Are you locking in, Dan, or <laughs> not yet? Okay, <laughs> I I'm need just to like contemplating. Talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to talk out loud. Well, I, I can mute myself and talk out loud, which I may do. But you I can like do that. To... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just like I like I can name most of the roster. All right, I'm gonna lock in, but I'm probably wrong because I can't think of because I I remember the like the famous clip of Gonzalez hitting the walk off hit yeah, and. Sorry. Joe Buck doesn't mention anything about the winning runner. All right. <laughs> so let me talk then. All, all right. right. So we got – all right. So here's the roster of that team. Obviously, it's <laughs> Schilling and Johnson on the mound. They were the co-MVPs. They were pitchers. It wasn't a pitcher. It's going to be a position player. You had Mark Grace at first base. Craig Council was on the team. He was on first base. I know that for a fact because he scored the winning run for the Marlins. He was on first base. We talked about that in the last game I played too. I have had that in a question before. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, when they, it's one of my favorite little trivia facts that, uh, all right, you got Tony Womack. It's, it's, it's was not the one of mine, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Womack was the shortstop on that team, uh, which could have been Womack. It was not Jay Bell was second base. It was not Matt Williams. who was at third base. Uh, Steve Finley, the Saluki was in center field. Reggie Sanders was the other outfielder besides Luis Gonzalez. He was the right fielder. 
David DeLucci and Danny Bautista were on the team. It could have been DeLucci. Could have been Junior Spivey was on that team. Okay, so DeLucci, Spivey, uh, Womack, Bell. Okay, so it's going to be one of those four. I'm almost positive of it. Why can I not think of who it was? I don't think it was Womack. I think I would remember he played for the Cardinals for a little bit. I think I would have more of a memory if it was a Womack. Um, I don't think it was Batista, which means I'm debating between Jay Bell and David DeLucci. You said he managed for a couple of years the Yankees, but that doesn't help me because I have no idea who freaking Yankee managers are, so that's not going to help me. That wasn't necessarily meant to help you. Um, more of just like a fun uh, fact I could throw in there as, a, as an, an additional. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not going to. I'm going to lock in with Jay Bell. Okay, Jeremy going with Jay Bell and Colin. I think it's also Jay Bell. And Dan. I'm going to say Mark Grace. I'm going to be the outlier here. And I'm going to be the wrong person here. Jeremy, the, the, the way you come to your answers, it's, it's, it's poetry. <laughs> it is J-Bell. All right. I, I mean, I did, you know, I can name the whole roster on that team pretty much. I mean, not the, the, the major bench guys, but, you know. Yep. Mark, uh, Mark Grace led off that inning with a single. Uh, he was then bunted to second when Mo made an error. And then there was another bunt where Grace got out at third. And then Womack hit a double to tie the game. Uh, Council got hit, so the bases. Um, Bell had that second bunt where he reached first, and then obviously Gonzalez drove in. So yeah, Jay Bell. All right, moving on to question two. Who is the only active player to play in the Little League World Series, the College World Series, and the Major League Baseball World Series? Oh, I do not know. Active? Active. I do not know. (laughs) I'm going to lock in. All right, I'll lock in. Why not? All right, so Colin, talk it out. Well, I know Todd Frazier was a Little League World Series hero, but I can't recall him playing in a World Series, and I don't even know if he played college baseball. Uh, this is not really a very productive field of inquiry here, so <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say the Todd father. Okay. And uh, Dan? I'm going to say Cody Bellinger. And Jeremy? I just picked a random Royal. I went with Mike Moustakis. It is Michael Conforto. Uh, you know, now that you say that, yep. it rings a bell, but I wasn't. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I yep. wasn't, wasn't coming up with it. Uh, Jason Veritek and Ed Vosberg, the other two to have played in all three. Moving on to question three. And this is another uh, Jordan Petrie question. So, again, thanks, Jordan Petrie. What player who played from 1992 to 2007 holds the National League record for most, a game, most games appeared in as a DH? So, a National League player who appeared in the most games as a DH. So this is for a National League team in an American League park. So, like, you probably saying... played his entire career oh. as an NL player. No, the only things that are being considered are the games that he was on a National League team and was playing in an American League park oh. and was the DH that day. I'm going to lock in. You said 2007? 2007 was when his career ended, and 1992 is when it began. I'm going to lock in as well. All right, so 92 is right around when Mike Piazza came up. I'm trying to remember when his career ended. 2007 seems to be a little bit more recent than I think, but I mean, he's a guy who has a great bat, right? And was really crappy defensively. So if you're going to play in an American League park, you're going to DH him. And I don't think I'm going to come up with a better answer. So I'm going to go with Piazza. Okay. And Colin? I think it's the big cat, Andres Galarraga. Ooh, that's also a good answer. And I'm going to say Piazza as well. It is Mike Piazza. Oh, great job, Dean. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that's not including the time he the time he spent with the A's, where I imagine he played a lot of DH. Yeah, when he was with the Dodgers, the Mets, Padres, and maybe the Marlins. I think he might have for five games. Well, five yeah, games I don't, with the Marlins. I don't, I don't know that he played an interleague game with I don't the Marlins because he, he was I, he was only with the Marlins for like five games in April, and back then they usually started <laughs> interleague play like in the middle of the season. Yeah. yeah, I was at his uh, first game as a Met, by the way, at oh, Shea cool. Stadium. That was my first uh, first time at Shea Stadium. Interesting that you DH Piazza just strategically because it means you're putting a worse bat in the lineup. Yeah. DHing a guy who usually plays left field lets you play a, a better bat. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, who am I to argue with all these managers? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, question question four. This one's for you, Jeremy. Who got picked off to end game four of the 2013 World Series? F*** you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Locked in. Locked, Locked in. in. I, I was at that game, by the way. <laughs> All right, so Dan is locked in. I assume Jeremy is locked in. And Colin, yeah, I'm locked. I'm locked in. Angri- yeah. He's angrily locked in. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan, I'll let you go first. All right, I'm going to say John Jay. And Colin. 
Now I'm second guessing myself. I, I think it's Colton Wong. And no, Colin, Jeremy, you shouldn't you second guess yourself. You're right. It's Colton oh, Wong. I was like, Wong. I was like, wait, wait, John Jay. It's not John. I'm thinking Jay. of Jay. I'm thinking of Jay with the obstruction play. Oh, from oh fair enough. Jay was going to hit the ball, I believe. Yeah, That's possible. Yeah. yeah, I think he hit yeah, the ball he hit that the ball. led to the, const- the obstruction play because it was Craig yeah. who was in the middle. Of yeah, it. I oh, think yeah. yeah, Craig got the score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was insane. That was such an easy question, and I just like I just <laughs> missed that one. <laughs> All right, moving on to question five. What player got traded to the Seattle Mariners in 2017, only to get traded away from the Mariners about an hour later? He then got Locked traded in. back to the Mariners a year later and played for them in 2019. So got traded to the Mariners, right. immediately Locked got in. traded away from the Mariners, and then got traded back to the Mariners where he actually played last year. I mean, that, if, I don't, if, you, if, if you need to uh, unlock You can unlock. In Dan, I'm going to lock in. Dan, talk it out. I okay. don't know. So I'm yeah. just locking in with a name. When you said traded to the Mariners for an hour, I was going to say Carlos Santana, but he didn't actually play for the Mariners. But now that I'm realizing this, I'm going to lock in because I feel like I have an answer. Well, you can okay. talk. I'm, yeah, okay. No, I already have an answer, but, like, when you said that, because I thought you were done with the question. Yeah. So, I said Carlos Santana because he was a Philly. He was traded to the Mariners. No, he was with he was at the Indians. Then he got traded to the Mariners. Then he got traded to the Phillies. Then he did okay for one year. Then he got traded back to the Mariners. But, no, he never played a single game for the Mariners. Didn't spend a single day with the Mariners. So, like, one hour. So, I am locked in. Uh, you're locking in with Carlos Santana? <laughs> no, no, no. I, or not. No, I was just – I was saying I am locked in now. Okay. I Locked in, unlocked, gotcha. now locked back in. All right. So, <laughs> Dan, what is your answer? Edwin Encarnacion. Okay. And Colin? I think it's Malik Smith. And Jeremy? Uh, I'm going to be mad if it's Smith, only because I said Johnson, thinking, well, that's a common name, but I should have said Smith. <laughs> it is Malik Smith. He had a funny tweet on the subject. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Mariners. Le- uh, it's, so we can't say it anymore because he actually is a he actually is a Mariners player. But Mariners legend Malik Smith. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, didn't he have like? I think he tweeted like, "Thank you to Seattle's amazing fans for 59 <laughs> wonderful minutes" or something like that. It was like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a video out there of like Malik Smith's Malik Smith's Mariners highlights. It's just like him picking up the phone, like <laughs> <laughs> him 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 answering an email or something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Dan, your, your um, Carlos Santana timeline is a bit off. He signed with the Phillies as a free agent and then yeah. got traded to the Mariners. I believe it was in the Edwin Encarnacion deal. And then it might have been the same day, might have been a couple days later, but then he got traded again to the Indians. And in, I think it was a three-way deal that involved the Rays. Yeah. So that, yeah that Because there was Yandy fun. Diaz involved in that deal. I Yandy remember. Diaz. I think Jake Bowers might have went from yes. – the from Tampa to Indian, Tampa to Indian. the, the Indians. Yeah, but it was a very confusing day. But yeah, Malik Smith is the answer. Moving on to question six. Who is the only player born in the state of Idaho to get inducted into the Hall of Fame? Locked in. Dan is locked in. Locked in. And so is Jeremy. So Colin, talk it out. Wonderful. Uh, well, I just have to go through my mental Rolodex of notable Idahoans um, and come up empty. Besides and, potato farmers. Right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, think, you know, geez, uh, Idaho baseball players in the Baseball Hall of Fame. This, uh, you know, what could be easier than this? The greatest athlete, of course, in Idaho sports history is uh, 404 file not found. So, <laughs> exe error. Yeah, exactly. Um, I this is just woof. Uh, uh, Dave Winfield's from Minnesota, but uh, I get my upper Midwest. I don't know. Boise is is, is, is Idaho Pacific Northwest. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it counts. I mean, it doesn't have to be on the on the ocean to be in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know. I would, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it Pacific Northwest, but you know, high plains. I wouldn't argue with you. Um, uh, I someone from Idaho. Of course, it will be the Pocatello puncher. Um, no, no, you're close though. He's the pride of Payette. Oh, very good. I the the Boise Basher, the uh, Cur d'Alene cowpoke. Uh, well, he he really is the pride of Payette. I'm surprised well, God you guys bless know so many Idaho towns and cities. I can name, I think, just the one. <laughs> and then Moscow. Yeah. Moscow is in Idaho. That's where Idaho State or maybe University of Idaho is. My yeah. Montana ge- geography Vandals, is halfway decent, yeah. but Idaho, I got nothing. All right. Uh, the the Gem State, uh, of course, best known as the home of... <laughs> best known as the home of where my five guys' fries come from. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, great, great call. Uh, 
Payette in uh, Idaho, of course, is where Quince sprang. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop in just a minute, I promise. Uh, <laughs> if, if, um, if you, if you want to really confidently say an answer, I'll edit out all this other crap of you stammering and stuttering yeah. to find an answer. And I'll make it <laughs> look like you really know what you're talking about, but you just, you just missed it. That would be amazing. Um, I, I hate to lose this great Idaho geography content, but that's probably for the best. I assume it's a person of the Caucasian persuasion. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, Jeremy's just playing with you now. This is just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm We're just floundering. having fun. All right. It's a guy you asked a question about in the last episode I was on. Oh, Colin, not do, useful. do you listen to the podcast? That's, that's <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I must have missed that one. Um, I didn't even get a chance to listen to my own episode that I was on. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. <laughs> and up. I, I liked, subscribed, and reviewed. You did, that's right. I've listened to every episode. All right, so, so Colin, you're, you're going with Thurman Munson? I am. Do you want to say that with like a lot of confidence? Yeah, so absolutely. Make it seem like you really know what you're talking about. You, you, you want to try it again? Andrew, it's got to be Thurman Munson. <laughs> okay, Colin going with Thurman Munson. And Dan? I'm going to go with Harmon Killebrew. And Jeremy? The pride of Payettes, the leader in home runs for the decade of the 60s. I believe that was the question you I asked. I that was. Uh, when I was on, and it is Harmon Killebrew. There All right, go. moving on to question seven. And this is another two-parter. You will get five points for each of the two answers that you get. What two current American League managers have never played in the major leagues? So two current American League managers that have never played in the majors. So they don't have to have played an actual game or managed an actual game with them just yet. They just have to be a manager for American League team. They are current American League managers, yep. Okay, yes, I am locked in. All right. I'm locked in. All right. So let's go over the current uh, major league managers. I don't know that uh, it Renteria is the manager of my White Sox, and I don't know that Rick Renteria actually played major league baseball. So he's my first uh, possibility. You've got Francona is still managing in major league baseball, right? All right. You got Rocco Baldelli, obviously played. Aaron Boone, obviously played. Francona, obviously played. I, I can't remember if Rick Renteria played. Uh, Mike Matheny is the manager of the Royals now. He played. Dusty Baker played. Uh, Joe Madden never played. Joe Madden never played, right? Yeah, he never played. Um, I'm almost positive he never played. So, and he's managing the Angels right now. Did Rick Renteria play? Uh, and also, who the heck took over in Boston? Uh, I don't remember who their current manager is right now. Charlie Montoyo is the Blue Jays manager. Chris Woodward is the Rangers manager. I'm going to go with Joe Madden, and I am going to say Ron Gardenhire as the other one. All right, Jeremy going with Joe Madden and Ron Gardenhire. Uh, Colin, what do you got? Joe Madden for sure, and uh, I'm tempted to switch to Gardenhire, but that would be dishonest. So I'm going to say Scott Service. I don't remember him. He probably played 37 years in the majors, but I don't remember him. All right, Colin going with – you were going – was it Madden? Madden and Scott Service. Yeah. All right, Colin going with Madden and Scott Service. And Dan? All right, well, I'm very confident about this answer, just like how Colin was definitely confident about his answer about Thurman Munson. <laughs> I, I am very confident that the two major league managers that did not, or the two American league managers that did not play in the major leagues, they're both catchers, and their names are Brandon Hyde, who didn't make it above A ball, and Ooh. Joe Madden, who did not make it above AAA as a catcher. Well played, Dan. The two guys are Brandon Hyde Great and Joe job. Madden. Even with Jeremy having listed basically all the American League managers other than this Hyde guy, I cannot tell you what team he manages for. That's uh, wow. uh, the Orioles, I think. But I, I, can, I, I can always tell when Jeremy's not going to get an answer because he goes through every single team. So if he skips that team, <laughs> yeah. he's done. Like, like, yeah. like when, you, when you were going backwards in time with the, with the managers losing World Series questions and you started going to like the 90s, like, oh, he's never going to get Phil Garner. Yeah, no, it was already gone. It was, it was, there was uh, no Mike, chance. Mike Schilt and Brian Snicker. Uh, in the National League, have also never played in the majors. All right, uh, moving on to question eight. Question eight. Who was the first player to win both the LCS and the World Series MVP awards when he did so in 1979? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, well, I'm going to lock in and take a shot in the dark. Okay, what is your shot in the dark? My shot in the dark is Claudel Washington. Okay, and Colin? I have my ears mixed up, I think, but I I'm going to say Willie Stargell. Colin going with Willie Stargell and Jeremy. No, I think you're right. The We Are Family Pirates. I know, I think Clemente won the World Series MVP when they won it at the beginning of the decade, and Stargell won it in 79. I didn't know he won the LCS MVP, but 
I'm almost positive he was the World Series MVP. So, yeah, I went with Pops, Willie Stargell. It was Willie Stargell. He also won a share of the regular season MVP along with Keith Hernandez. With Keith Hernandez, yeah. Yep. Moving on to question nine. Who is the only player to get picked with the number one pick in the draft, but to not get picked from either a high school or a college? He was selected after playing for the Fort Worth Cats in the Independent League after failing to come to a contract agreement the year prior. All right, well, I'm going to lock in once again, shot in the dark. I'm already, I already have no chance of winning, so I'm, I'm going to. I'll lock in, why not? The only thought I have is that J.D. Drew is the most prominent recent player. I can remember going back in the draft. I don't know that he went 1-1, and I'm almost positive he played for the St. Saint Paul Saints. Um, so again, kind of a dry well I'm digging here. Uh, glad you guys could accompany me on that journey. I'm just going to go ahead and lock in with J.D., though. Florida State Seminole, great American. Okay. And Dan? I'm going to say Danny Goodwin. And Jeremy? Wow, Danny Goodwin. Good pull of just a random nearly – he never even played, right? He was like the first guy to never play, like getting number. That was that was Stephen Chilcott in nineteen sixty six. Okay, well, did Danny Goodwin ever play in the majors or no? He did. Um, okay. Once again, um, anyway, it's part I, of a I, YouTube project, but <laughs> <laughs> I went with a different White Sox number one overall pick. Uh, I, I went with Harold Baines just because I was like, oh, I'm not going to get it right, so I'll just say a player I like. So Danny Goodwin is the first, is the only player to get picked in the first. First overall, twice. He got picked out of high school and then got picked out of college. The answer we're looking for, J.D. Drew was a, I think he was like second or third, so that was very close. Um, The answer we're looking for, he got drafted in 2005 by the Dodgers out of the University of Tennessee. And then the next season, got drafted by the Royals, number one overall, Luke Hochaver. All right, moving on to question 10, which is the last question of regulation. What player famously ran around the bases backwards after hitting his 100th career home run on June 23rd? Locked in. Locked in. And just if we need any clarification, he ran the proper direction. He just turned around and ran backwards. I have literally never heard this story. That is quite ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, Jeremy and Dan are locked in, so you can talk it out. Great job, fellas. He hit his 100th career home run in 1963. Yep. And he – it is safe to say that he was not playing for EG, the New York Yankees, if he did that. uh, I mean, that was was before the Steinbrenner – uh, regime. So I, I, I don't know if he would have gotten as much crap as he would have if he did it like in 1990. CBS would have had him killed. Yeah, I'm going to say Veda Pinson. Okay. And Dan? Jimmy Pearsall. And Jeremy? It is, in fact, Mr. Jimmy Pearsall. Yeah, Jimmy Pearsall was a bit of a weirdo. Uh, he was just like, he was just one of those guys that like just made a name for himself for like being a personality. But he was also, he was also a pretty decent player too. The Turk Wendell of his day. A little bit, a little bit. All right, so we have reached the end of regulation. So now moving on to the extra innings round. But before we do that, I'm going to give you a quick score update. And since Jeremy, I know you're keeping score. You can correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. So in third place with 75 points, we've got Dan. In second with 86, we've got Colin. And in first with 168, we've got Jeremy. That's what I have. Perfect. So now moving on to the extra innings round. The way the extra, extra innings round works is I have three questions here. Before I ask those three questions, I will ask you to submit to me a point wager. That point wager can be any or all of the points that you have built up over the course of the game. The only caveat is that it has to be an even number uh, because if you get all three of your questions right, you will get all the points that you wagered. If you get two out of three, you'll get half of what you wagered. If you get one out of three, uh, you'll lose half of what you wagered. And if you get none out of three, you will lose everything you wager. Yep, so once I get wagers from all three contestants, we will move on to the extra inning round. All wagers are in. So now moving on to the extra innings round. Question number one. What former Cy Young Award winner played the role of Clue Haywood in the 1989 film Major League? I'm locked. Or I'm, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Well, it's kind of hard for me to decide the answer when I've never seen the movie. So, I really? mean, I remember... He's you young. I mean, Come he's on, young. Look, I mean, you know. <laughs> the movie came but really, out you should, after you, I was born, so and I still You should watch that. the movie. I definitely should. And I mean, like I said, I've really only gotten into baseball in the past four or five years. So. Fair enough. Just think Fair of enough. a pitcher who leads the league and knows her. Just- yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what Clue Haywood looks like. Like, I, I like he's a, you know, big guy. He's basically like if, you know, if Santa Claus took Russian steroids. But <laughs> I mean, oh, geez, I got to think. Because, like, you got to imagine it can't just be like a lanky guy you know, playing that character. I mean, you obviously can beef somebody up for move, movies, but still, it's got to be... I, I, I'm ex- basically accepting 
defeat at this point. But right, fair enough. I'm not going to go down without a lost cause. So there you go. okay. All right. So uh, everyone's locked in. So question two. Every single Major League Baseball, before being put into play, is rubbed down by a special mud that is found along the banks of what American river? I'm locked in. All right, I'm going to lock in. Mud from what river? I'm going to say if it was the Mississippi, I would know. And maybe if it was the Missouri, I would, I would, I would know. So I'm going to say it's not either of those. Yeah, oh, I'm locked in. Okay, all right, cool. Question three. Okay. What player whose son also played in the majors hit a leadoff home run in the Rockies' first ever game in Colorado on April 5th, 1993 at Mile High Stadium? I'm locked in. I'm going to lock in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in. I, I think I know it. Now on to the answers. Question number one, what former Cy Young Award winner played the role of Clue Haywood in the 1989 film Major League? Uh, Dan, what do you have for an answer? I'm going to say Rick Sutcliffe. Dan going with Rick Sutcliffe. And Colin? Uh, Pete Vukovic. Colin going with Pete Vukovic and Jeremy? Yeah, I went with Pete Vukovic as well with the uh, fancy uh, facial hair. It is indeed Pete Vukovic, a member of that 1982 uh, Harvey's Wallbangers Brewers team. He won the Cy Young in 1982. Question number two, every single Major League Baseball before being put into play is rubbed down by a special mud that is found along the banks of what American River? Dan, what do you have for an answer? So I do remember there was something that I had read about something about balls being rubbed in uh, a New Jersey River. So because I'm from New Jersey and I should at least know something about my state. I'm going to kind of just guess and say the Delaware River. All right. And Colin? I think Dan is exactly right. There was a great story in Sports Illustrated about the family that rubs the mud from an undisclosed location, uh, harvests the mud from an undisclosed location, and I think it is on the Jersey side of the Delaware River. And Jeremy? And I was way off. <laughs> I went all the way across the country to the Colorado River. It is the Delaware River. And moving on to question Three, what player whose son also played in the majors hit a leadoff home run in the Rockies' first ever game in Colorado on April 5th, 1993 at Mile High Stadium? Dan, what do you have for an answer? I'm going to say Vladimir Guerrero Sr. And Colin? I don't know why he would have been batting leadoff, but I'm going to say Tony Pena. And Jeremy? Uh, EY, Eric Young, and his son Eric Young Jr. also uh, played, yeah. It is Eric Young, the elder. Great job, Jeremy. Well-deserved win. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Our final scores, we've got uh, Dan got one out of three questions right. He wagered 74 points, so he'll be losing 37 points. Colin wagered everything he had. He wagered 86 points. He got two out of three questions right, so he'll be gaining 43 points. Uh, Jeremy wagered, played it a little bit safe. He only wagered six points. It's really all he had to. He got two out of three points as well, or he got two out of three questions right as well. So he'll be gaining three points with a score of 171 to Collins 129 to Dan's 38. The winner for this week and moving on to the World Series is Jeremy. Good job, Jeremy. Bravo. Uh, although I, I realized I should have bet 10 because if I got two out of three right and I only got three points, 171, if Dan had gotten all three right, he would have beaten me by a point. Uh, Colin. If Colin, if Colin, got Colin that Eric, gotten all three right. If Sorry. Colin got that yeah. Eric Young Jr. question right, he would have beat you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, you, almost, you almost screwed up your wager there. Just, just rub it in, yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, excellent game, folks. Uh, before we get going, um, what I've been doing the last few weeks is if you guys have any, any causes, anything you want to promote, anything you want to shout out, just anything at all you want to say, uh, feel free to do so now. The floor is yours. Uh, Colin, I'll start off with you. Do you have anything that you want to plug or shout out or just anything in general that you want to say? Black Lives Matter. There you go. There you go. Short and simple and also very important. And, uh, Dan, we'll go on to you. Well, I have a talk show, a sports talk show called The Dan Wilkins Show, where I have a new guest that appears on every single episode, and I interview them, and I kind of like to tell a story with my episodes where they kind of go through what they have done during their career, what they've done during their life, and, you know, just like notable things like that. We've had uh, notable guests on the show before, like Ward Burton, who won the 2002 Daytona 500. Oh, wow. Dave Barnett, who announced for the San Antonio Spurs, Dallas Mavericks, Texas Rangers, that sort of thing. And also Val Whiting, who was a former WNBA player and the at the time, at the time of her graduation, the second all-time highest scorer at Stanford University women's basketball. Right wow. now, 
we awesome. are on right now we're on episode three but i have plenty of more that re, that are recorded and i just need to edit them and right now we're not making any ad revenue off of the episodes but if we end up getting a little more traction we end up getting some ad revenue from youtube all 100 percent of ad proceeds will go to black lives matter causes that's awesome, awesome. and uh, where, where can this show be found on youtube you said yeah what's the name of the show it's called the dan wilkins show you can just look it up on youtube very cool i'll definitely check it that out that's great and uh, Jeremy, what do you got? I know you got something. Uh, well, you know, I uh, have been since the, the quarantine uh, streaming trivia at uh, Brain Bash Trivia Live on Facebook. Uh, I do games almost every day, a lot of pop culture related stuff, every now and then some sports stuff. And uh, I also donate uh, now a significant portion every week. Uh, this week, it's the Equal Justice Initiative and Black Lives Matters that I'm making donations to. I'm uh, going to choose a couple worthwhile causes every week. And uh, yeah, uh, get out there, make your voice heard, uh, stay woke, you know, all that. And uh, Black Lives Matter. And it's, uh, you know, silence is violence, man. I mean, uh, you got you to gotta speak up. So that, uh, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, next week will be the, uh, the season one finale where we'll, where we'll be doing our championship. We've got uh, Deej uh, from episode one. We've got Biscuits from episode six. And now we've got Jeremy from episode nine originally um they will be going uh i'm very excited to listen to you three guys battle each other because i biscuits indeed those guys know their stuff trivia trivia baseball trivia guys that i've I've never know their stuff yeah be sure to tune in uh, next week for our, our championship round uh in in the meantime for jeremy for colin and for dan my name is andrew and this was the podcast to be named later have a nice night fellas all right have a good night thanks andrew good work again congratulations jeremy good luck Thank you. Yes, good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast to be named later. Our intro and outro music was written by my good friend Chuck Lease. If you've been enjoying the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or one of several other podcast services. Also, if you could leave a review, I would appreciate that as well. If you're interested in becoming a contestant or have any questions or feedback on the show, you can send an email to ptbnlbaseballpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the discussion thread for the show, which is posted every Tuesday on the R Baseball subreddit on Reddit. Until next week, my name is Andrew, and this is the podcast to be named later.